0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by j Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH,
1: this is the Sports Fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside not only Joey Medora, but also Heath Clemens and Brad Walker joined in on the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. 6.06 on the clock on this October 29th, 2020. 49 degrees and cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. Again, it is a sports fan, and it is a jam-packed sports fan. We are packed here at the studio. Of course, keeping the distance and all that. Uh, but still, we're all excited as we are getting ready for Trimble Tomcat football tomorrow. Again, you can hear that game starting at 6.30. Joe Medora will be on the pregame show starting at 6.30. And then Heath and I will have you sometime around 6.57 o'clock as we get ready for the Tomcats as they take on the Newark Catholic Green Wave. And for those Green Waves, I mean, they, uh, they've they had a successful season. They're 5-3, and three, but we'll break down that matchup starting here tonight. But first, I mean, we got a lot of, lot of people here. So first, let's uh, Heath. You know, welcome on to the Sports Fan. It's great to have you on here. You've got to be excited about coming up uh, for this game. It's hopefully going to be a better feel uh, leaving this game than, than we had leaving down in Procterville on Saturday.
2: Yeah, that was a, that was a tough loss for Nelson, New York. But, you know, Trimble's going to be ready to play. Newark Catholic, obviously, they've been a nemesis for Trimble for a long time. But I think that uh, Phil Ferris will have the Tomcats ready for this one.
1: And uh, we got uh, Brad over in the uh, the corner somewhere over there. I can't really see him, but he, he's somewhere in the building. Uh, but Brad, you know, I mean, you've been covering Southeast Ohio teams for a while now, and you know, two good teams are
3: about to go at it on Friday night. Uh, what what do you got for this matchup coming up? Well, first off, I'm over here in this little closet studio. I don't know <laughs> how I got the short end of the stick on this one. Come around more often, you'll get a you'll get a seat, a uh, prime time seat. <laughs> You know, I guess that's true. Um, I didn't earn my stripes to be able to be inside the studio (laughs) like you all are, so to say. But anyway, for the game coming up tomorrow, uh, super excited about it. Uh, It's always fun when you get to play a team from the Columbus region like Trimble is doing tomorrow night. You get to kind of show off a little bit and show out because... Uh, we've seen time in and time out that these Columbus teams do tend to play teams from this area, and they tend to excel. Well, I think that script is going to be flipped uh, come tomorrow night because this Trimble Tomcats team is absolutely on a roll, and Newark Catholic uh, should, be, should be ready for a battle that, in, that will ensue at Gloucester Memorial. And, you know, it's hopefully will be, you know, a game where we
1: go out there, and I don't think we're ever going to be able to relax. I mean, it was a tied game uh, with Monroe Central, In the beginning, you know, what was that, 2020 there, Heath? And then, uh, you know, they had the lead at halftime. They were able to turn it around. But, you know, this is a game where you have to play four quarters of of good football to come away with a win.
2: Yeah, and and as we talked earlier, every team that's given trouble all year, they've had a big back, a big, bruising running back. Eastern had two. Monroe Central had one. Burn Union had one. This Newark Catholic team doesn't have that. They've got some good... White outs, but they don't have that big bruising back. So I think the Tomcat defense is going to be able to stifle this uh, green wave offense. And Connor, what you were just talking about how, you know, you're not
4: going to get a chance to breathe. You know, me and Heath talked about this on post-game show and just in conversation. They got a, they got a tough side of the bracket here. Uh, you know, they really got a tough draw when it came. I mean, they played probably one of the best 16 seeds across the state in their first game, and then they had to run into a, a Burn Union team that was playing really well, and now they got this this uh, Newark Catholic team in front of them that's played a really tough schedule throughout this season, and they, you know they're going to be battle tested and they're going to be ready to go. So it's going to be a clash of a couple of titans on uh, Friday night. And the one thing that you know could be
1: concerning. I mean, I've, I've heard it from a couple people, and I'm not going to release the, the name because you know he, he's he was a big Burn Union guy, and, and if you remember <laughs> listening to the sports fan, you know you, you could probably depict who it is. But you know he went through this schedule. And for newer Catholic, you know, they really haven't played a whole lot of Division Seven teams. I mean, they played a lot of good teams. They lost to Johnstown Monroe 13 to 10 in overtime. They lost to Heath earlier in the season, 20 to 14, and then licking Heights, uh, which was a 23 to 14 loss. But this team has, you know, they've played up in, in Division, and you know, they've they've held their own. I mean, they they that Johnstown Monroe game, yes, it was in the beginning of the season, but they were six and three. Uh, and it was just a, a three-point score. So you know, this is a team that, again, they they have a lot of experience, just like Trimble, you know, in close and tough games.
2: Yeah, and where they're at, I mean, they're going to play bigger schools. Obviously, it's it's hard for Trimble to play schools the same size. They're going to play up almost every week, you know, whether it be Eastern, or Wahama, Wellston, Nelsonville, York, Athens, whoever it is. They're going to be a bigger school. Well, Newark Catholic, on the flip side. They're they're the same thing. They're going to play bigger schools. Johns Monroe, bigger school. Heath D four, Licking Heights, you know D four. So, you know they're going to play some really good competition. But this Tremble team, you know, is just. I mean Phil Ferris. Uh, th- this team has been battle tested over the years, and we just looked up a stat since 2011 in the TVC hockey. Tremble is 73 and four, and they've scored 3,386 points, 43.9 points a game and only giving up 5.9 points a game. I mean, that's that's a winning formula there.
3: And when I look at this uh, Newark Catholic team, it, you kind of look at their road performances throughout the season, and they scored less than 13 points in um, their three regular season losses that were uh, all came on the road, um, which I find very interesting. And I know they scored 40-plus points last week. That was a road game to Danville, but... I think this Green Wave football team was a little bit lower lower seeded, got gypped a little bit. I mean, you look at the schedule that Danville had, and it just really doesn't compare to a team that Newark Catholic had. So they, I think they got misseeded. Um, I think they should have been a higher seed, and obviously it shows now that they found themselves in regional semifinal um, against the Trimble Tomcats, who are a little bit of a smaller team, but. They make up in that with their defenders. They'll have guys fly to the ball, and I think it's going to be a real challenge for this green of offense to get going, much like we saw them in the regular season when they were on the road. And you play a tough stadium like Gloucester Memorial against a stout defense, which Trimble always brings to the table. And I think we're going to see more of the same from that um, when Newark Catholic comes to town tomorrow
2: night.
1: And again, if you want to jump in on the conversation, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. We're getting ready for Tomcat football tomorrow. Again, that's a 7 o'clock kickoff as they host the Newark uh, Catholic Green Wave. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a little bit of a difference between a 4 and a 5. I mean, you were going to get to that same point anyway. And every time that you get to this point in the season, you know, you are a good football team, right? I mean, you've had to go out there and earn it you know, every single week, and there's been a, especially a big wrench thrown into this season because of what we've had to do with outside of football, right? I mean, you have to stay healthy, you have to you know do all the right things outside of the football field just before you can even get to play. Uh, so to make it this far, you know, you, you know these guys are well trained. You know that these guys are going to be you know, hitting hard, and, and they want it. You know they, they want it more than anybody, and. You know, for Trimble, they will be out there and and
4: you know, going as hard as they can. Yeah, and I think a big thing for Trimble this year too is, you know, all season long there, there were, especially at the beginning, there was question marks about what this team would potentially be this season. I mean, they saw Nelsonville York week one, and you had some people saying, hey, uh, Nelsonville York, they're just too experienced. That new five new linemen that are all freshmen for Trimble, they weren't just going to be en- they weren't going to be enough to to handle that challenge. And they go in and beat them week two. They're playing Eastern. Everybody's like, this is Eastern Super Bowl this year. They're gonna, this is gonna be the year that Eastern's gonna finally knock them off. They beat them. You're playing a tough water for a team. You, you know, you got to worry about them. We had people, as Connor alluded to earlier, call in and say Burn Union was gonna give them a game that uh, and maybe shock them. So every, you know, every time a tough task is uh, put up against the Trimble Tomcats team this year, they've always answered the bell, and uh, I think that's gonna continue this week. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna show up for sure. And when you talked about, you know, the Yes, Burn Union had a nice team, and, and yes,
1: I mean, they got to that point, but I, I had no doubts in my mind that Trimble would beat Burn Union. Now, if you talk to the other guy, I mean, you, you'd think that they were going to be a little bit of a closer game there. What was it, 35-14, you know, two, two touchdowns? Uh, but that's just what Trimble will do to you. You know, Trimble, they got the three guys, you know, and, and it's more than just the three, but when you really break it down and you see who's been producing the most, you know, it's Tabor Lackey, he can do it with his arm. He can do it with his legs. It is Bryce Downs who you got to give him all the credit because after he had that injury in the first half, and he came back and dominated in that second half. So you had Downs who was very talented, and then you know Tucker Dixon with a couple receptions. You had uh, Blake Guffey who's been tremendous in all aspects of the football game all season long. You know he's catching. You throw it in his area. He's going to catch that ball, and, and it does not matter, right? So you got your guys on offense that are your skill position players. They've done great all season long. Uh, you know, a, a new quarterback to lead this team. You had Cameron Kittle last year. Now I got Tabor lackey doing it. Uh, so it, it is, you know, it's been fun to watch this team grow. Uh, they have a lot of people who contribute to this team, but you know, they're top three, top four guys. And you can even throw Austin Weiser in there because Weiser, what he does on off uh, on defense too, has been tremendous. I mean, he's got a couple picks this season. You got Dixon with a couple picks this season, so you have all your skill guys who are are going to go out there. And he, like we talked about earlier in the program, you know, they don't have that big running back. You know, when uh, when Tremble goes against a team that has a big back like Alex Kilburn uh, for uh, you know earlier on in the year, Monroe Central, Monroe Central. or uh, Burn Union's you know, running back there was a little bit of a difficulty bringing them down, but you don't have that big guy coming up now against the Green Wave. But you do have good corners who can take away the passing attack, and you already know that the run defense has been stellar. So it's I don't know. I, I, I like the way that Trimble's been playing, and I think that they can go out there and get the job done tomorrow.
2: Yeah, the, you know, the defensive line is, is really unheralded. I mean, we don't talk about them a lot, but they get it done week in and week out. They gave up some yards to so those two big backs. But, you know, the passing game, Max Frank has three or four picks this year as a freshman. Uh, Will Freeborn on the other side is a, is a shutdown corner. Uh, you got Todd Fouts at linebacker who makes a lot of plays. So that defense is, you know, it, it's not one of these typical Moha Mafia, you know, defenses, but it's it's good enough to win games around here for sure, for sure. But... You know, Newark Catholic presents a little bit more of a, a challenge. When you've got these three or four wide receivers that they can spread out and they can throw it around the, the yard a little bit, you know, it's going to bring Guffey and, and Downs out of their uh, traditional linebacking spots and, and move them out on the edge a little bit. And then it might leave the middle of that, you know, de- Tomcat defense uh, vulnerable. And I think speed
3: is kind of a a name of the game that Trimble has really seen this season, really something that we haven't seen out of the last two seasons. I mean, I know there has been guys with a lot of speed, but primarily the focus out of Trimble, even when they're, Um, made their state title run and the run to the state championship game in general just a few short years ago, was kind of nitty-gritty, have a lot of power out of those running backs, a lot of power coming from the linebacking core, and then just battling in the trenches. Well, this year it feels a little bit different, especially with Tabor Lackey, at quarterback, a guy that can spread it all around. You got Blake Guffey running up and down the field. Downs is another quick guy. Speed has felt a lot like... um, Their main philosophy this season, I think that's going to give Newark Catholic a lot of trouble is they may expect from years in the past, um, knowing just kind of the Trimble Tomcat mantra, just being that tough, powerful um, team, but really not this season. They really want to run the ball, keep it stretched out. And that's going to I think this is going to be the first time that Newark Catholic is going to see a team that's kind of on the same level as them in that aspect.
1: Yeah and you know it's it's more the, their offense has evolved this year right Brad because you're talking about a team that was running the wishbone and you knew that you were going to get that wishbone offense you know every single down every single whatever right Connor Wright was getting the ball 30 times a game yeah
2: right? yeah and yeah. Cam Kittle was
1: going to carry it 25 right. yeah. or <laughs> yeah but now it's it's a different offense you know they've they have Tabor Lackey and he can throw it you know you have Guffey who can catch you know, and he's been phenomenal all year long. You you have the other skill position players where you don't have to just rely on, you know, handing it to Connor Wright or handing it to Downs or handed it, to, you know, or keeping it yourself or handing it to Todd Fouts, you know. Like, now you can, you know, be dynamic on that offense and keep other teams you know, off balance. Uh, they used to just, like you said, they used to just run it down your throat, but now that they have that speed, now that they have that athleticism, you know, outside, now, you know, you can get creative and... You got to tip your cap to Phil Ferris and that coaching staff because they were able to evolve. They were able to, you know, look further ahead than just the Wishbone offense. And that's what, you know, when we saw Sims Valley on uh, last Saturday, two Saturdays ago, you know, all they had was that winged teal offense and it didn't get them anywhere. He had Colton Schneider right up the middle. Uh, but now that they've evolved, now that they have, you know, a, a multifaceted offense for Trimble, you know, it's paying dividends this year with the team that has been very young. And I, this year's not over, but I'm excited to see what they can do next year, too.
2: Yeah, you, you can swing it out to downs in the flat. You can throw it downfield to Dixon or to Guffey. Uh, I mean, it's, this offense has definitely changed from years past. I mean, Tabor Lackey has really stepped up. You know, we, week one against Nelsonville-York, he was a little jittery, and we didn't know what he was going to do. But I tell you, as the season went on, he really settled into that position and took it over and made it his. So uh, he's had a great year. Um, as well as Nelson, New York's quarterback. You know, we we saw them, you know, battle against one another and, you know. That's going to be a heck of a game next year. Yeah, it is. It it really is. I mean, you know, Coach Richards is going to be ready, uh, as will Coach Ferris. So, um, you know, but I think that uh, Tabor Lackey has just, uh, you know, done a marvelous job with this Tomcat offense, you know. And I think that Coach Ferris, as the weeks have went on, he's felt more comfortable with Tabor and kind of opened it up a little bit for him as well.
4: Uh, you know, this game's going to be interesting because uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a chess match here. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised, you know, Trimble and the TVC hawking they're not getting spread out, right? You, most teams are going to come and run right at you and try some play action stuff, but you're not going to have the three, four wide receiver looks that they're going to see tomorrow night. And, of course, that's going to have to lead to some adjustments. But As we know and we've seen throughout this postseason, uh, Coach Ferris has been great at, uh, you know, changing up the game plan at halftime, and they've really rolled teams in the, in the second half in the last couple playoff games this year so far. So, you know, when it comes to being in a game where it's going to be chess match, there's probably no better coach around down here that to have than Coach Ferris in your back pocket for that one. And possibly another
3: aspect that um, maybe all of I don't know if all of us have been overlooking that, me a little bit too, is the fact that Newark Catholic and Trimble are just simply used to playing in these kind of games. I mean, Newark Catholic last year lost in the regional finals. Um, We know Trimble, year in, year out, finds themselves in regional semis, regional finals, whether it be winning or losing. So either way, no matter what one team has that the other one doesn't and vice versa, neither of these two programs are going to falter. This game is certainly going to be a four-quarter game, and I know we say, yeah, Trimble's got an advantage here. Newark Catholic might have an advantage here, but In the grand scheme of things, I think this is going to be a four-quarter ball game, and I still think that Trimble um, has enough wrinkles in their offense and also flying around on defense that they will prevail in this game, but it is going to go four quarters because the Green Wave, just like the Tomcats, they each expect to be in regional finals and competing for a state championship. So expect a very competitive game tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it is. It will be a competitive game, and, and like we said before, this is a game that you know, once you get to this stage in the regional semifinals, every game is going to be competitive from here on out. You know, you have the teams, and it was nice to get everybody in the postseason this year. It was nice that anybody, you didn't have to worry about however many games you had to play. You did not have to worry about however many, you know, cancellations you had during the season. You know, everybody got in. Next year shouldn't be the case. Uh, you also saw a lot of a lot of blowouts. A lot of teams got their, their first postseason win ever, uh, a lot of teams, you know, made it to the postseason for the first time ever, so it 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 was a nice year for those teams. You know, but now we're really in that cream of the crop. Now we're really into the teams that you know are are vying. Any one of these teams, I think, can go out there and win win a state championship in any any one of the rounds. You know, regional semifinals, you win the next three, four games, semis, finals. Yeah, win the next four games. You know, it's all it takes right now. Just win that four more. We'll take a quick break right here on the Sports Fan. On the other side, we're still talking Trimble Tomcats as they get ready for the regional semifinal game against the Newark Catholic Green Wave. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM,
0: WATH. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-513-0840.
1: 800-513-0840.
0: 800-513-0840. Call right now. 800-513-0840. Is pain from an injury interrupting your life's game plan? With comprehensive and minimally invasive surgical services available at multiple locations and an affiliation with Marshall Orthopedics, Holzer has the team to keep you off the sideline. With Holzer on your team, you'll be in the game for the moments that matter most. Holzer Health System. Excellent care, every time.
3: PROJECT RISE.
4: This is Ken Ryan. I'm running for probate and juvenile judge of Athens County. Since 1992, I've served Athens County in many ways. I've been a public school teacher for 12 years, government official and attorney for children, the elderly and mentally ill. I've represented 115 children in juvenile court alone. After 28 years of service and more than 1,000 cases in probate and juvenile court, I've developed a level of experience that is unmatched in this race. Cast your vote for the experience choice. Paid for by Ken Ryan for Judge.
0: When there's something
3: strange lurking
0: under your bed.
3: Who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband-and-wife team that offer up top-of-the-line
0: janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113
3: for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters,
0: and we will bust your dust. Live and local, The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And
1: welcome back into The Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Heath Clemens, Joey Medor, and Brad Walker in that order from uh, closest to the microphones to the furthest.
3: I, I guess... I mean, Brad's pretty close to. A I'm line. on city lines right now between <laughs> Chansey and Athens. Honestly, at this point.
1: I, yeah, I, I mean, I wish I could see. I'm looking in the general
4: vicinity of you, Brad, but I, I guess. Uh, well, Brad, yeah. that's like when Connor used to disappear on the. He'd get back to his hole on the <laughs> on the post game show.
3: Yeah, but at we least would... he had an area to maneuver in that area.
4: I'm yeah. I'm in a closet. It's a tight like squeeze. Connor wants to make that room an office for somebody. Well, by the way,
1: and, well, hold on. I mean we could work around. We could do something with that place. I mean, we, you could use it. You know, all the the only guy who uses it right now is uh, our news guy, our news director, River Chalker, and he's in there. He does the news in, in the morning in there. Uh, Bob Bayet used to use that place. I mean, you got some story history in that uh, closet right there. I Brad. don't know
2: two coats and a pair of sunglasses, and it's crowded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Anyway, 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. we got the Tomcats coming your way tomorrow over on Power 105, WXTQ, 105.5 FM, or you can find it online. And, you know, I've, I've got the link. I sent it to Heath. I'll, I'll send it to anybody who needs a link. Uh, I know our website has not been the most reliable at this moment, uh, but you can still find us. You could even go to wxtq.radio.net uh, to get the live stream. So if you can't find it, you know, reach out to somebody here at the station. Reach out to, you know, Heath. Reach out to me. Reach out to Joey. I don't know. Joey, you want to help people out here with,
4: with providing the link? You, you yeah. got the link, uh, right? Uh, well, Am yeah, I? Are you acting like I'm not a charitable person? I mean, I, if, I mean, if I ask for my help, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you're a nice guy. <laughs> the TuneIn app. Like, <laughs> yeah. Use the
3: TuneIn app. We're on that, too. Right, the TuneIn <laughs> app. That's
1: great. Yeah, all you have to do is say, hey, Siri, or any smart speaker, any sports phone, whatever you got. Uh, hey, Siri, play WXTQ Power 105." And you can get that game tomorrow. But if you've got any questions, we'll, any means possible, uh, we, we'll help you out with getting that uh, football game. But hopefully, you know, all that, we, we get the website back up and fixed. I know it's been a headache for a lot of us here, but uh, it, it's – progress is being made. You know, it's uh, it's been a while. But, you know, for, for the Tomcats, you know, they don't have to worry about any of those issues. All they got to worry about is just playing football, doing what they do best, and – yeah, you know, with Newark, yes, it poses a, a big threat. But as we were talking about over uh, during the break here, is that you know the wins that Newark Catholic has are not against you know the the highest quality opponent. I mean, these are blowout wins. These are wins against teams that you know, don't even have a win. You know, we, we've got the uh, you know Utica, who's zero and nine. They blew them out forty-eight to six. You know, we got Northridge, two and seven, uh, Lakewood, three and six. You know, so these teams that they have wins against are not nearly as impressive as, you know, the teams that they have close losses against.
2: Yeah, you know, it, in Newark Catholic, uh, you know, they come in with kind of the same dynamic as Trimble. They've got a young quarterback, number two, Cole Cantor. Uh They've got three running backs that they're going to utilize, number 20, Brandon Buchanan, number 47, Braden Sheehan, and number 45, Drew Hess. And then they've got a great receiver in number 15, Kyle Langenbrunner, and then another receiver, number 24, Tyson Mummy. Uh, those guys, when I watched the, the film back, they were the, you know, integral part of that offense. I mean, Langenbrunner and Mummy are going to get the ball a lot. So, uh, you know, again, Will Freeborn, Max Frank, you know, whoever else you're going to throw back in that, that uh, secondary, they're going to have their hands full tomorrow night.
1: And yep. th-
3: oh. oh, go ahead, Brad. All right. Well, and <laughs> <laughs> I think for those out there wondering, well, I guess you're kind of just dealt with the competition you have and, the Trimble Tomcats have certainly found themselves, I think, in that kind of mentality, too, when they when they do advance in the postseason, when their conference has uh, has been a little down in years. But um, like like you all said, the wins that they had were just against not the best opponents. And their losses, though, were against good teams. So you can always say, yes, you may be playing lesser opponents in your conference, but who did you lose to if you did lose? I mean, look at Trimble. This is one of the most competitive that we've seen the TVC see Hawking been in a good amount of years. And, look, they're still undefeated. Um, so I think that is definitely a factor you'll have to take into. So especially if you're a newer Catholic fan or newer Catholic um, supporter, just know that some of these Trimble scores that may be a little blown out of proportion, um, this has been a very competitive uh, conference all year long. It's just this Trimble team
4: is that good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you get a little nitpicky this late in the playoffs trying to look at a regular season schedule because obviously yeah. you know it's uh, – it's, uh, you're a different team. You grow it throughout the season, and I mean, they just boat raced a, a four seed in the postseason, forty-two to seven. You know, that's that's no small feat. So, uh, but I mean, it is clear that you can look at it and say, you know, not, maybe not the strongest wins in the regular season, but I don't think I don't know if that's necessarily indicative of what to expect in a game. You know, this late in the postseason.
2: Yeah, you could say that. You know, Tremble got away at Eastern ten-seven with that late field goal, and and Waterford fourteen to nothing. That's a close game. I mean, we're not used to seeing Trimble play those. Close games. I right. mean, we're used to seeing them blow people out. So I think that having Eastern and having Waterford improve, it really helped the Tomcats get ready for this playoff run. I mean, they, they've been pushed a little bit. They, they've never had that. So, uh, you know, Nelsonville York pushed them. Waterford did. Eastern did. I think that's going to be good for the Tomcats.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the better that the TVC Hawking is, the better that everybody. Uh, benefits from, right? Because if you're going against good opponents every single week, week in and week out, you know, then by default, I mean, you're going to either get better or fold over. I mean, we know Trimble's not ever going to fold against any teams, but you know if you're playing against good competition in your conference, that's a huge benefit to where now you're playing teams, you know, that are the same size as you, right? It's almost like liking it to a, a baseball bat, right? Like when you put on the weight on the baseball bat, you're swinging something a little bit heavier. If your conference is at heavier weight, you know, that, that's beneficial because now when you get into the postseason, you take that weight off, and now it everything seems to be a little bit easier. You know, you're a little bit quicker. You're a little bit, you know, crisper. You're a little bit you – know, you can see, you know, what, what other teams are going to be throwing at you. So that that's kind of how I liken it, to swing that heavier bat or even swing multiple bats, you know. And now that you hit the postseason, you got teams that are the same size as you and you know, against light competition, you know you'll come out the better team, then, then that's, that's
3: good. And I think they will because not only has Trimble been groomed a little bit um, in this regular season and now moving through the postseason, but also just in years past. I mean, the tradition just needs to be carried. That's just the mentality that the Tomcats always bring to the table. Guys like Blake Guffey, Downs, and Lackey, they've all just witnessed over their first years of their high school career guys like Cam Kittle, Connor Wright um, carrying the load and just bringing – um, a lot of competition and excitement to the Tomcat community, and they want to carry that. They don't want to be the guys that are known as the quote-unquote down-year guys or kind of a rough patch year. No, they want to be the guys that are carrying on the tradition, be melted into the ones um, that are getting towards those state championship games or just regional final games in general. You don't ever want to feel that burden of being a team that didn't live up to expectations, and honestly, this year, I think Trimble has already seceded expectations, and it makes for a really exciting future, but but they can't worry about that. Obviously, right now it all matters on what's going down tomorrow against Newark Catholic. And I just think that these guys are more than ready that are more than ready to take on the task of being in the limelight. We've seen it all year long. It's going to continue too. I mean, they were kind of side characters, I would say, so to say, in the last few years. But now they've stepped into uh, the main actor, the main role, and they are just excelling in it. And it's been a fun Trimble team to watch.
1: It's yeah, the big benefit that I'll say, right? Let's. I'm not going to look ahead of this week. Because you got to win next week to, to go, you got to win this week to get to next week. But, you know, and the OHSA put out this memo. It was back on Wednesday. They, they put this out on the 27th. And they said that the better seeded team will get to pick either their home field advantage, they can host the regional finals at home, or they can go to a, a place of their choosing. You know, so as we were talking before, Who we got on air today. Who would choose a neutral site over your own home field well, if you had the options? I was going to say, I mean, maybe you want to go to Athens, want to use Athens Field or, or the Buckeyes uh, at the Boston Field. You know, if, if those fields are open to you, maybe you can get more fans inside the stands for the regional finals. But, you know, obviously, with all the work, and we praised you know how good that Gloucester Memorial Stadium looks, I don't foresee Trimble ever moving. You know, if they get to have a home game, then they get to have a home game.
2: Yeah, um, you know, Trimble could utilize their speed on a turf field where the, you know, against Burn Union, against uh, or uh, Monroe Central, those two big backs needed, yeah, that grass field was perfect for them. But, you know, a fast track wouldn't have been. So, you know, it depends on what your skill set is. I mean, if you've got a fast team, maybe you're better off on turf than you are on grass.
4: I, don't know. I just feel like you're getting that team into a playoff run. You're winning so many times on the same field. I don't know. I don't- maybe I'm a little stu- superstitious when it comes to that but i don't know if i would think about changing that yeah no i'm fine. with
2: you i mean glossborough memorial stadium is is one of the best home field advantages in the in the entire state right. so you know it, it's not the sty anymore but uh you know <laughs> the fans still love it and it, it's a uh, it is definitely a home field advantage
3: and it's always it, it's it's also a mentality thing i think too because when you when you go to a neutral site typically that's going to be placed in the middle of where the two teams play so both teams uh, may feel the same comfortableness or maybe both feel a little bit uncomfortable being into a new setting, new area that they've never even played in before over the last few years. But like you just said, Heath, the, the home field advantage you get with Gloucester Memorial is, is just, it's priceless. I mean, you get your home fans, you get to play in that in that old school grass, and these Tomcats, that's what they're used to. I think, honestly, that's what they would prefer. If they keep winning, I <laughs> I bet that they would want to play there throughout the entirety of the playoffs. And I can't blame them one bit because there is no better feeling than playing in your backyard and not only playing there but also winning too.
2: Yeah, I agree. Those fans, uh, you know, they support that team like no other. That whole community rallies behind them. So I I don't think they would even think about going anywhere else.
4: And it's also, you know, kind of a cool thing because you you, – I wouldn't assume this is going to stick past this year, the whole, you know, you're going to continue to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool one-year thing if you, if you, you know, you, you win the region on your own home field. You know, I think that would be a cool little accomplishment to have there. Yeah,
1: and, and you never know because, I mean, one of the biggest issues that the OHSAA is facing right now is, it, I mean, let's be honest, they don't have a whole lot of money right now because he did not complete the, uh, the basketball tournament back in March. You know, he didn't really have all of the tournaments – you didn't even have the wrestling tournament, which is one of the biggest, uh, you know, OHSA events that brings in a lot of money for them. So, I mean, without the money, having, you know, neutral sites is a whole lot more difficult because you know, somebody's got to pay to be there, right? I mean, you get that ticket revenue, you get the uh, concessions, you know. So who knows? I mean, depending on how the OHSA rebounds for next year, you might have, you know, another all the way to the regional finals, you know, better seed team gets it.
2: Yeah, it, I, it could be. And as a home team, I mean, you're getting the concessions, you're getting the gate, you're get, I mean, you're getting a lot of that right now. So, I, again, I, I don't think Trimble would even fathom going anywhere else. Right, and you know, they would have, if they win, they've got to win first, but
1: they would have the opportunity to play at Gloucester Memorial next week for the regional finals, and then OHSA, again, in that same statement on the 27th put out there that neutral sites will be utilized for the Final Four. You know, so they will have, you know, state semifinal games at a neutral site. Obviously, the state championship will be at a neutral site. However, they also put in that caveat and said that location will not matter. You know, location, like if it's, let's say that Athens wants to host something and they're going to host something for D7, you know, Trimble obviously would be happy with that because that's going to be close. If that's going to be their, their you know, neutral site location, they'd be thrilled but other teams might have to travel two hours to get there. Uh, But the the travel will not be taken into consideration uh, as you get into the state semifinal or the state finals.
4: And
3: honestly, I think the OHSA is just going to go somewhere that they can get the cheapest, the best bang for their buck, so wouldn't be surprised if a school like Athens steps up and takes that because uh, bringing in a state championship to your town would be really cool. I think it'd be very beneficial no matter um, what the town is. Obviously, when you have some kind of championship and teams traveling from a, a good amount of people are going to want to come. What are they going to be? They're going to be hungry. They're going to stop a couple hours early, get a quick bite to eat. So that also helps your economy locally. I mean, being from the, the Canton, Ohio area, State championship weekend and also the Hall of Fame weekend are two of the biggest weekends up in Canton because so many people are coming and visiting. They're eating food at the local restaurants. They're checking out the um, local shops, whatever it may be around the area. It, it just boosts the economy and will certainly help whatever schools or um, facilities actually hold the state title game.
2: Yeah, they're headed over to Zor Village is where they're going. <laughs> so you know, Heck Trimble cap? this week. You know, if they, if they do get by Newark Catholic, I mean, they're going to be facing either Shady Side or Hannibal River. Right. Um, you know, River would have to travel, you know, a good, a good piece to get there. Shadyside's not that far, um, you know, and that's a familiar opponent for Trimble. They played Shady Side probably five, not four times in the last 10 years. So, you know, that's, that familiarity with a, with a team uh, can go well in your favor, too, in the playoffs. But, you know, Hannibal River is, is rolling pretty well right now. They're the three seed, and it looks like uh, it should be Trimble and River in the next round.
4: Yeah, they just steamrolled Eastern. <laughs> Which was surprising because of how well that
1: Waterford played River. I mean, that was a 7-6 matchup. Waterford missed the extra point. Uh, or maybe they I, – I, did we know that they missed the extra point or did they go for two? They missed the extra, miss uh, extra point. Okay, yeah. Yeah. missed extra point. So, uh, again, but that was a close game. But It's a very winnable game. They steamrolled Eastern, unfortunately. Yeah. But- you know, it's it's a game that Trimble can go out there and they can find themselves you know in the state semifinal matchup.
4: I think that uh, Waterford River game is indicative. There was a few games across the state like this where the higher seed got a little bit of a run for their money from a, you know a fourteen thirteen seed, and I thought that was quite possible due to the fact that the bye came into play for the first time ever, and you're playing a team that just won a playoff game the week before to get there who, you know, they're already feeling good about themselves, and then you just took a week off of playing football. Of course, you're still practicing and all that, but it's not the same as going out and playing a game that week. So I think that was kind of played a little bit of a factor into that River and Waterford team, although Waterford was also, you know, a very solid team this year. But there were a few cases across the state where, you know, a couple of top seeds got scarce. I mean, we saw one uh, who was a Centerberg loss in Division Six uh, to the 15 seed. So, you know, I think, uh, I think the bye week kind of played a little bit of a factor into that a little bit this year. And, of course, we saw Miami Trace upset Chillicothe. Well, that was a little different circumstances. but (laughs) (laughs) It
1: it was. I'm still – I have no idea why that game was played. I mean, if Chillicothe has – again, we can get down a a whole COVID protocol thing. I mean, we were talking about it uh, yesterday with Justin Turner getting back out onto the field after he tested positive uh, for the World Series, which I don't blame him. Like, if I was in his shoes, if you win the World Series – mask off, go out there, celebrate with your team, and deal with the replications uh, later. But and uh, now he will have to obviously well how did he get
3: it i mean that's if, what i'm confused. how was yeah. he allowed to start the game the, that's why the protocol for the MLB said all you can do is go to the facilities or go to your hotel there was no in between obviously if he would have been caught it would have been known i mean i feel like that's that's kind of an obvious thing if he's the only one to test positive so i was very confused well, on how that whole situation he
2: started went. the game
4: he yeah. got pulled yeah. mid game
2: yeah. yeah i think they tested him right before the game uh, you know Took off and, and, and in the eighth inning. They put him in the eighth inning of the yeah. game, which is crazy to me. Right. You know? And, uh, obviously, he's, he, he's excited. It's his first World Series. And, and, you know, granted, he deserves to celebrate. But, you know, you got to take – you got to have a little bit of restraint, too. It, like the playoff games. You know, we're talking about a state title. If you do have a state title in your area, you're bringing a lot of people into your area from other places that may or may not, you know, contract or have this virus. And you never know. And, and it's uh, – it's going to be a big burden on the team that actually hosts those games. Absolutely. And
1: that's why that there's been so many, you know, to be announced, to be determined. They don't know where these sites are going to be. Yeah. And that's not just for football, but across the state, uh, whether it be volleyball, whether it be soccer, whether it be, I don't know, it's lacrosse at this point of the year or field hockey, uh, I think lacrosse is a spring sport. But, you know, the point still You should stands. know that, Connor from the East Coast.
2: They will not be at Camp Randall. I can guarantee you that.
1: Yeah point still stands. Like, I mean, these places don't want to bring in large crowds. Um, but that is is what it is. People have to deal with uh, you know, and, and plan for and, and and get everything ready. to uh, If we're going to have these things, got to figure out a way to compete and, and do it. But you know, we'll talk about all this more a little bit uh, after the break. we got to take a short break right here on the Sportsman. On the other side, Wisconsin reports three more cases of positive COVID-19 tests. Uh, the Dodgers, of course, winning the World Series and... Uh yeah, we'll, we'll see what Ohio State's got coming up for this weekend as well. This is Sportsman at 970-97.1 FM, WATH. Flu shots are available
0: now at Fruit Pharmacy. Protect yourself and others from the flu. It's never been easier. Walk in, call ahead, or get a flu shot in the safety and convenience of your own vehicle. Need other items? Don't forget about Fruits curbside delivery and let Fruit do your shopping. The CDC recommends everyone over six months of age get a flu shot every year. With no charge on most insurances, what are you waiting for? Get your flu shot today at your local fruit your hometown family pharmacy for more than 75 years the va home loan benefit has helped millions of eligible veterans and service members achieve their piece of the american dream a home for their families did you know that you could purchase a home or refinance your current home loan with your va home loan benefit va home loans have lower closing costs and generally enjoy lower interest rates than other borrowers the va home loan may save you thousands of dollars on your mortgage for more information Visit www.va.gov or talk to a lender of your choice. Choose VA. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from six to twelve. Hop on the party line from nine to ten. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from four to six p.m. and listen into the sports fan at six oh six on Classic Hits nine seventy and ninety seven point one FM WATH. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you like to add? Cars, cars, cars. Fifty-seven Chevy. <laughs> That's Auto cars. Smarts Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 W A T H and 97.1 F M. That's a fifty-seven Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J and K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J and K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't. Forget they accept all major credit cards, they even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740 698 3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and The Sports Fan. And
1: welcome back into The Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Mills the mic alongside Heath Clemens, Joey Mador and Brad Walker as we're taking it up until 7 o'clock today on this jam-packed sports fan. Our phone lines are still open at 740-592-6646. So if you want to call in at the tail end of the show, our phone lines again are open at 740-592-6646. Had a lot of Trimble talk, and of course we'll still talk Trimble tomorrow. I think Brad will take over the sports fan. We got Joey doing the pregame show over on WXTQ for the first 30 minutes. Uh, so we're extending our broadcast time here. We're no longer just 10 minutes before kickoff. Now we've got 30 minutes before, and then uh, we can talk back and forth, Joey. I don't know how you want to structure the uh, the pregame there, but that'll be your your time to shine, and uh, you know, figure figure something out there. And plus, a short postgame too, only doing 30 minutes with the uh, not a whole lot of teams still up and active.
4: Yeah, we're, uh, me and Heath are just taking a look at this, uh, the, the NY debacle from, uh, from the other night, and, uh, I actually haven't well, seen this clip yet, I just saw the last which, play, that was the pass interference, and... Is this one the quit McDonald one? That clearly looks like a catch to me yeah. from from the first time watching it. And uh, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was, as I was just saying before we got back on air, I tuned in, I was sitting at home by my fireplace with my parents, and then I saw NY score a touchdown and take the lead, I was like, oh, I gotta go listen to this real quick, because it's gonna be a big yeah. win, and, uh... Yeah, it's just a heartbreaker, man. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Just to have it taken away like that, ah, it's just... I, I go back to
1: what Scott Thomas told me on the Sportsman on Monday. You know, the coaches want this season to be remembered as successful, right? I mean, they don't want it to be remembered by, you know, the last 27 seconds of, uh, you know, heartbreak. They don't want it to be, you know, the last 27 seconds and plus the emotions that, that got out of control at the end of the game. You know, these guys fought hard. They did everything right. And, it's, again, to have that taken away from him in that fashion it is very unfortunate. However, you know, it's still, you saw the development of Carter. You saw how talented Ethan Gale was. You saw Critter McDonald, You saw, you know, you can name the entire roster. And I'm sure if Coach Richards was with us on the Sportsman today, you know, he could go through the whole roster and, and tell you know, stories about the kids and, and these seniors. Uh, and, and we wish them nothing but success as they head into basketball season and then can't wait for football season next year. Uh, but, you know, right now, as we take a look at across the uh the area, you know, Big Ten did deny Nebraska's request to play a non conference game. They were supposed to play uh University of Tennessee Chattanooga, uh over in Tennessee, but they um you know they they were gonna go over to uh to Nebraska to play that game. Big Ten says nope, no conference games, that's not gonna happen. Uh but Nebraska's still trying to play a full slate of a uh, full slate schedule, but you know, I like Conference shut it down.
2: Yeah, the Big Ten said right all along that they were going to play a conference schedule, no out-of-conference games. So, you know, Nebraska trying to put this back on the schedule and and have an opponent is nice, but, you know, the Big Ten commissioner wasn't going to have any of it. Yeah,
4: and it's a real bummer because, you know, Nebraska did nothing wrong in their situation. Uh, They're not the ones who uh, had the cases, uh, and obviously they've done a good job following protocols at this point. And I know they were excited about uh, Scott Frost this kind of the year. I think they started to, you know, this is, you know, year three, four, where you start to get all your guys in there and they get ready to go a little bit. They battled with Ohio State for a half there, uh, had some success running the football. So, you know, they showed some a little bit of promise in that game. It's just a bummer that they can't continue to build off that. I'm I'm just –
3: I don't think Kevin Warren is a good commissioner in the least bit. Um, If he would have just simply been smart and listened to the coaches, players, parents, fans, whatever it may be, from the get-go, Nebraska – in Wisconsin not playing this game would not be that big of a deal because if they would have started much earlier or heck even on time, maybe even a week later, you have a bye week, you have two bye weeks already incorporated, incorporated, uh, excuse me, to have an issue like this resolved. And now you're in just such a shortened season, it just has bigger effects that you can't really control because you decide to start so late. I mean, you look around the NCAA, you have the SEC playing, the Big 12 playing, and other conferences playing. Why can't the Big Ten play when these schools are definitely profitable, have the money to get the rapid test? I mean, they were. They were practicing. All they, the only thing they weren't doing was playing the games. So it's absolutely in, inexcusable that we have to get to this point in the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, I think well, the only thing he was looking at was what was happening in the Pac-12. You know, with Washington, Oregon, you know, those states uh, not allowing teams to play. Um, you know, he, he kind of followed what they were doing and not what he should be doing. And also, it's not only Kevin Warren. The bill does not
1: start or end with him. You know, he was elected by the presidents and chancellors of the Big Ten schools. So he is the, you know, kind of the figurehead of the Big Ten. And while, yes, he does make decisions, and while, yes, you know, he, he has some power, you know, the power lies with the presidents and chancellors of the Big Ten schools. So he is not the one that would have to, he's the one who has to face the flack when yep. he says, all right, the Big tennis
4: is canceled. It comes with a territory for him, unfortunately. It, it does.
1: <laughs> and it's unfortunate that he was put in that situation. But to put all the blame on Kevin Warren, you know, I can't sit here and do that because it's not just him. You know, it was you know the, the president of Ohio State. It was the chancellor or the president over at Wisconsin and, and Nebraska and, and wherever. You know, while he has to take the brunt of the, uh, the accusation, I don't want to say accusation, but while he has to take the brunt of the, the fault in this situation you know, it is, it's got to be spread around because while the presidents might not be as vocal as the Big Ten chancellor, you know, commissioner, you know, they played a bigger part in why the Big Ten canceled their season and postponed it rather than it was Kevin Warren. So while I, yes, he is the figurehead and that's the guy that you go to, that's the single person where you say, all right, I'm upset with the Big Ten, but you also have to take a look at the membership uh, institutions because they also, they played a
3: bigger part in the cancellation of the season. Well, but he's the guy at the top that can get things moving, get things moving forward, and he simply didn't. He put his foot down saying that they weren't going to play a season, and I honestly thought to a, a minute that the teams that wanted to play were considering just going out and playing an independent schedule. So I, although although there there is agreement there that, it is the other schools that didn't want to play, but he's at the top. He's the one that can get everything moving, and just saying no right away made it so much more of a struggle to get the teams that wanted to play to actually play.
1: But who said no? Was it the president's? Because if the Ohio State president says no, Kevin Warren doesn't have the power to overrule the president of Ohio State.
3: But he has the power to move the Big Ten? Yeah, he Absolutely. has the power. He said, as a conference, we are not playing. So then, therefore, schools... Are, are just kind of left um, out in the open. Are they able to play an independent schedule? Are they even allowed to play at all? They're a member of this conference, and they have to abide by the conference rules because we've never seen a scenario like this that a conference has control, and I think it makes you think that our conferences even need it in the NCAA. That's a, that's a long a long topic debate that we can get into, <laughs> but I think that he is the reason that it, the Big Ten is in a real tough spot right now compared to like the SEC or
4: the Big 12.
2: Yeah, Insert Notre Dame here.
4: Yeah, and the ACC. Now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they they just and I've told Connor this on the show many times. They didn't give themselves a shot if something went wrong to be able to correct it by waiting as long as they did, and uh, you you see that after one week of games.
2: Yeah, playing an eight week schedule in eight weeks. I yeah, I mean you're playing right. eight games in eight weeks. I mean that's it's tough. I mean, and especially a Big Ten schedule, you know that's a hard hitting league. So. I don't care if you're playing Rutgers. Uh, you can't take a game off. Yeah, you can't take a game off. You're going to have some guys that are banged up. And, and if you have a guy that's out for a couple weeks, you know, it can wreck your season right here. Right. All
1: I'm saying is don't put all the blame on Warren because, you know, somebody told him that we're not playing, you know, non-conference games. Somebody went to him and said that. You know, that was not something that, you know, he had to decide from the top down, you know, that, well, the top down came down on him. Yes, he's the, the top of the Big Ten, but the presidents and chancellors elected him to, to go there, and that's it's the presidents and chancellors that said, all right, we're not playing non-conference games. He's just a the spokesperson there. Now, while he could have done a better job
3: articulating He's just against- a spokesperson. He can put his foot down and say they can play or not. He is right. not just a
4: puppet it's that just like presidents
3: and chancellors Conor, just tell like to. Was,
4: right. Connors, with high school football, they said you can opt in to play, you can opt out. It was up to you. But we're playing a season uh, regardless. Right.
1: Uh, again, I, I think somebody told him what the conference was doing. You know, if, if you have Ohio state and you have Wisconsin and Rutgers saying, we're not playing keeps
4: saying Ohio state, Ryan day came out the well, day to say right, we're I'm, playing that I'm, he
1: wanted to play. I'm not talking about the head coach of <laughs> Ohio state football. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the, their president or athletic directors. You know, it, it's, you know, again, share the blame. Yes. Warren deserves some blame, but not the entirety of it.
2: That's all I'm saying. You know, <clears throat> and you guys, tell me what, if you've seen this before. On Saturday, the Ohio State-Nebraska game, Ryan Day comes out after the game and apologizes for scoring the last touchdown of the game. <laughs> um, when <laughs> was the last time you saw that happen? Never,
4: ever. Especially, Never. Not, especially not in college. Yeah, not, they, not in this day and age of, of
2: the yeah. high scores and run it up. Right.
3: But, yeah, college football is like the definition of run up scores to make your team
2: look better. Yep. I, I was shocked when he came out and did that. But uh,
4: you can remember no, uh, it was uh, Stanford- and uh, USC and Harbaugh. It was when Harbaugh and Pete Carroll were playing each other, and they both went at it after the game because Harbaugh scored a touchdown and run it up there.
2: I do remember that. Yeah.
4: But look yeah. at Woody Hayes when he went for two back in the day. Right. He was already right. up on yeah. Michigan. Yeah. No he went for two
2: because he couldn't go for three. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, this has been the Sportsman right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Appreciate Brad Walker and Heath Clements.